This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, hon. What you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. It's Monday, the 19th of April, 2021. Is it rest in peace football? Is today the day the football died, to uh, misquote uh, a certain American song? Um, <laughs> it looks like it's going to uh, be all changed very soon. Good evening. I'm here. How are you doing? Um, tonight, we were supposed to be talking about... Uh, Apparently, we're going to be in our first FA Cup final since 1969. And just to show you how long ago that was, 
dinosaurs didn't quite rule the earth, but uh, I was only eight years old at the time, so that that shows it was almost in a in a different period. But um, we, we're not going. We can't talk about that. We've got to talk about this European Super League. It's kind of taken over everything, um, and and you know. Well, I've got three people that will be joining us in a minute, but what I've got to tell you first of all is this isn't a modern phenomenon when football seems to be shooting itself in the foot and football clubs seem to be shooting themselves in the foot. If you go back to the 1990s, it happened a lot then, and it was happening to Leicester City. And if you want to know what happened to Leicester City in the 1990s, this is the book you need. Minding my own football business, it's written by one of my guests this evening, Leicester City's first executive, uh, Mr. Pierpoint. And uh, he's written this book. And if you go to www.allthews.mindingmyownfootballbusiness.com and join April, you can get 30% off. That's not a bad deal, is it? And he'll even sign it for you. And if you were one of those that were holding up the peer point out signs, I don't know what he'll say in the book. <laughs> the second word might be off. <laughs> Who knows? But I tell you what, I I thought I knew Barry until I the book, until I spoke to him, and it does make you realise it's great for it's great for those of my age because it does sort of make you think it wasn't all what you thought was going on, and it's great for the youngsters because it's a piece of history and it shows them how far the club has come. Three, all the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.com and uh, you get 30% off. It's a great, great deal. But is, like I say, today, with the announcements as they are coming in, who knows? Some people know some things. Managers don't know something. All it seems to be doing is uniting every single football fan i've had united fans have been talking with city fans agreeing with forest fans agreeing with leicester fans agreeing with ex-players agreeing with players it's a little bit sort of if nothing else it's brought all the fans together um let's just have a look at a couple of comments stefan good evening stefan how are you um Aston Villa, what do you think you make? You used to be one of the big clubs. Not saying you're not big now, but, you know, scheme of trophies, etc. Um, Stephen Collins, good evening, sir, from Ireland. How the devil are you? And uh, Brad, good evening, Brad, um, our mod in here this evening. Let us remember one thing. This is the club owners, not the fans and players. They get my full sympathy in this horrible breaking news. Totally. Totally agree, 100%. Uh, and if you have a look at some of the managers that have been on screen, kind of been hung out to dry a little bit, because I don't think that they even knew, you know. Um, Jack, good evening to um, Jack. How the devil you, sir? Thanks for joining us, Jack Short. Right, let's um, let's get some guests in, shall we? And um, Just to remind you, though, of course, where you can find us, we are all over the place, literally. Uh, Lesser Till I Die TV on YouTube. Please, please click the subscribe button um, and help us get the numbers up. Facebook at Lester TI. Um, sorry, at Lester. Facebook is Lester Till I Die, the group. I'm still drunk from last night celebrating. Twitter is at Lester TID. Um, Give us a follow, like, subscribe on all of those things. First of all, going to bring in um, my normal football show host, and we're going to say good evening to Josh. Have you calmed down, Josh? 
<laughs> uh, just before we obviously move on to the uh, the matter at hand, I just want to quickly say, obviously, it wouldn't be right coming on to coming on to the show not to mention it. But yesterday was just absolutely fantastic. I guess um, a lot a lot of the viewers will probably see the uh, the, the photo that my missus put up of me in uh, in distress watching the game. To be honest with you, but it was just absolutely brilliant, mate. It was just it was it was fantastic, and you know yeah. what a way to do it as well. This distress, you look to sleep to me. <laughs> probably me closing my eyes because I, I, I mean i mean especially the last half hour just went by so slow it was awful but it was what a day it wasn't the most it, exciting the game it, it yeah. wasn't but you know we got the job done and it's absolutely yeah. brilliant fantastic we did hey we won that's all that matters and it's good so we're looking at the fans um josh is going to give us the fans view and the two guys that have drawn the short straws this evening. First of all, good evening to Julian. You all know Julian, the regular show. Good evening, Julian. Evening, guys. You okay? Evening, Julian. Yeah, well, <laughs> mixed emotions like like Josh said, but um, you're, you're going to sort of let us know what the, you know, what the players must be going through, because I don't think that they, half of them didn't, well, they probably knew this was going on, because this has been going around for, for a few years now, hasn't it? But they didn't expect it to sort of happen when it's happened. So we're going to get a, a, a player's and ex-player's view from uh, Julian. And the guy who's really got the short straw, and you'll have possibly read his um, thoughts on the Leicester Mercury website this evening. The gentleman who indeed wrote that book, and he's, he's been there, seen it, got the T-shirt. Barry, our first chief executive. Good evening, sir. Good evening to everybody. How are we? <laughs> We're not I'm so fine. bad. I hope you all like the, the falling money backdrop because it kind of sums up how things are, are going at the moment. <laughs> it kind of... I'll start with you, Josh, as the fan. It kind of pissed me off. I'm going to put it bluntly because, you know, all this weekend, it should be about Leicester in the FA Cup final. I put on Sky News, and for the first 35 minutes, we weren't mentioned because last night it was all about this. And, you know, Ollie was coming out after his game because it was announced during his game. He obviously knew knew, knew nothing about it. It's almost... I mean, I, I put up a, a thing there saying, you know, RIP football, but it is like the death throes as football as we know it. <clears throat> Definitely, mate. And, and you're right, and... You know, it's just it's just our look, I guess, that you know this this is massive news and it's going to change football the way the way we look at it. If it does go ahead, which I believe it's going to, because I think it's gone too far for for the, the greedy six now, so to speak, to to back out of it. They, they've, it's, it, I mean, to, to go into it, I could talk about it. I mean, you need a three or four hour show to be honest with you. I, I think there's there's so many so many negatives to it that outweigh positives and I think that shows with you know ex-players coming on TV and you know you listen to on talk sport and such and they're just everybody's just so against it and like I say it's just unfortunate for us that it happened on what is what was our biggest game in God knows how many years you know to reach the FA Cup final and you know to not have the to not have the sort of spotlight on us for even a day you know and it's just it's just unfortunately that's the case. <laughs> it's just our luck. <laughs> I know. I mean, on on, on Talksport earlier, Julian, I was listening to uh, a Liverpool fan that was just going to stop supporting Liverpool. I mean, whether they will go that far, but I mean, you know, I I know when I started watching football, you know, you you went along with your parents, your brothers, whoever, and you know. <laughs> 
money, and you know, now it is all money. And you know, we, the problem is that we've got line already with Sky, but it, it's literally, you know, you, an away game to me. Well, I live on the south coast, so an away game to me would be going up to Leicester, but you know, an away game soon is going to be against you know, United fans have got to travel over or whatever. Where they get the money from. Or they're going to be paying sky high for. I would imagine they're going to. All, all these clubs are going to have their own streams uh, uh, and sideline the the, the 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 sky and BT and what have you. It's just it, it's not about the fans anymore, is it? No, I think that's one of the biggest things that's come out of all the news today is is how disgusted the fans are, not just with other clubs, which is quite normal, but you know actually with their own clubs and their anger, they're venting at their own clubs, which you know they may calm down you know in the coming days and weeks and what have you but just to see the reaction today and it, and it just sort of sums up that you know these decisions have obviously been made and there's been a lot of work done in the background without you know particular um support or, or you know you know wanting this for the fans it's just been more about well it's more about money isn't it we all know that and the fans have probably been yeah. the furthest thing from the uh, organizers you know of this of this new league barry what was quite poignant was they were showing the game yesterday, the Man United game, and there was a big banner. You know, they got the now there's no fans in. They got you know, big flags all around the ground, and there's one from and it was a, a quote from Sir Matt Busby: "Football is nothing without the fans." <laughs> and here they are, the owners of that club. They're literally alienating the fans and. Have they learned nothing about, you know, they've had a season without fans, over a season without fans, and all they're doing is forcing more fans away. And, you know, you've, you've got people, you know, things like Sir Matt Busby, Alex Ferguson. It's almost like they've, they've, they've got a death wish. I think the problem is some of the bigger clubs don't really connect very well with fans. And I think they think the club is bigger than the fans and the bigger than everybody else. Um, you know, I'm a great believer that the fans are the heart and soul of a club. And, yeah. you know, you've got to look after those people. Because at the end of the day, they're with you through thick and thin. They're not just there for five minutes and disappear. Um, hmm. Commercialism is fine to a degree, but commercialism can get out of control and it can become, become evil. And, you know, this is becoming evil and it's ripping or will rip if it goes ahead. Rip the English football um, apart, you know, the whole thing will be ripped apart. And where do we all stand with this? These people get what they want. Everybody else is left in, you know, in, you know, in, in a quagmire, really. That's a, that's a terminology to use. Yes. I mean, we, we were speaking just before we came live, and I'm going to stick with you for this, Barry, if I can, because you've got, of the six clubs that have done it, I think there's four or five of them are American-owned, and they're um, uh, um, I, can't, I can't think of the word, but their plan, if you like, for their for their teams and their NBA teams and the American football teams is completely different. They'll, they'll set a team up in one side of the country and move it over to the other side of the country if it suits them, you know. And that the, it, it, the Americans don't have that connection that we've grown up with. As, as soccer, let's call it, for, so we don't get confused. Um, you know, and 
it's like you say, they haven't got that connection, but they don't understand the game. They don't understand the history, you know, and I think I, I'm not sure who it was, but they were talking to one American businessman once and he said about buy, are they going to buy this club? And he said, no, because I can't make any money out of it. And that's what it comes down to, isn't it? They're not buying this. It's not like, you know, Mr. Joe Bloggs double glaze in, in Leicester buying, you know, Leicester City because he supported them all his life and keeping them going. It is all about money and, you know, how they can make more money, isn't it? Well, it is. And what I'm concerned about is uh, we don't want to start... I mean, the Americans, for their F and FL and all that sort of, have a very different model. They have a model... Um, That's the word I was looking for. Model, thank you. <laughs> it's a business model, or it's a it's a, a format model which they use, um, which is different. It's like protectionism, and it's not the way that we operate in this country. I mean, the trouble trouble is now with all these foreign investors. I'm nothing against foreign investors, providing they, you know, sort of stick to the rules. In my view, about keeping football English and keeping football as it came through the ranks and how it originated. But the Americans tend to want to change change everything. And this Super League they're talking about will be very Americanized and it will also be uh, a different sort of model to what we're used to. Protectionism, um, I think elitism, uh, it's all about money. Is it about the sport and the game of football? Is it more about where we get more money from and how we're going to get more money and how can we extract more money? And where's all that money going to go to? Is it going into the development of the game or is it going into somebody's pockets? That's the real issue. I would guess somebody's pocket, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. Julian, from a player's point of view, um, you basically, well, they won't get a say in this. Well, you know, we, we've got to kind of accept that. It's not the players. Um They've, they've kind of, because, you know, it's their employer that's doing this. You know, if, if my my employer that I used to work for decides they want to move from Bournemouth into Wimborne, which is, you know, an hour's drive away, then there's not an awful lot I can do. But they're talking about, um, and I don't know that they will be allowed to do this, um, but they're on about UEFA and FIFA saying that, you know, the players won't then be allowed to play for their um, their national teams. If that's the case, and we'll come on to whether they're allowed to or not in a minute, but if that's the case, wouldn't you be knocking on the, the owner's door saying, what the hell is going on here? You would, I think. You know, it's it, it's the funny bit. Gary's already said it as well. It's the, the way the game's going. It is just becoming more and more about money and less and less about football and everything else that goes with football historically that we've all known as kids growing up. And when, when it gets to that point where it is just about money, you know, there aren't really any considerations for the people at the top of the organisation to take because they, financially they'll do very well out of it. They'll do unbelievably well out of it. I'm led to believe 3.5 billion each. Uh, and and that really, that's, that's their motivation. So in their minds, they've got it right. Uh, the players, you know... Again, it does, does money get in the way of you wanting to play for your country? I mean, I think that's a one for an individual footballer. I know myself, I'd, I'd rather, if I had the choice, play for my country. But there might be a few out yeah. there who think, do you know what? You know, I'm going to get paid a fair few quid for doing this and I'm guaranteed European football every year. So I think it's a probably a different or a difficult viewpoint from players, you know, for, for what they would expect if they are in this 
in one of the squads of the top six, you know, in the countries um, as to the, you know how their their career would progress. So, and I, I would feel from in that position, like I say, they haven't got the choice until the contract ends anyway. So it's a real difficult yeah. one for them. I think you'd be surprised that after this initial reaction today, you know, some, some might be a bit more for it than you might imagine. Uh, yeah, and, and there's some, um, Melina, good evening, Melina, thank you for joining us, an Arsenal and Real Madrid fan. I was talking to her earlier uh, on, on, on the Twitter accounts we have, and as an Arsenal fan, she's decided she's going to start supporting Leicester City now. So they're starting to lose the fans already. <laughs> but, uh, welcome, Melina. You'll be welcome as a fox, I'll tell you. And if you listen to Talk Sport, half the Liverpool fans are, are leaving. Um, somebody has said here, and I've just lost it, Jake um, has said, as Gary Neville said... Um, well, bring it up. It's been a bit slow. I don't know how it's working for you guys. It's been a bit slow for me here. But as Gary Neville said, Liverpool claim to be uh, your never walk alone club and the fans club and the Iron Man of Man United have a banner, as I said earlier, saying football is nothing without the fans. Yeah, it, it, it's all about money. Somebody else has said there's going to be the first million pound player soon. That's what we see in America with the basketball, with the American football. Um, I, I just... And I remember, I remember uh, Josh, when we won the league in 2015-16, you know, there was rumours that, that club owners were coming out saying, we, we can't allow this to happen again. <laughs> and it, it's almost like that's coming to fruition because, you know, do, do fans really want to watch a league where whatever happens, your team's not going to get relegated? You know, it's, it's going to oh. be even worse than watching, you know... Yeah football isn't it oh wouldn't mate um, you know at the end of the day we all watch football because there's each week there's something you know there's something on the line um, you know you, 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 you go back to our great escape season every week you know we, we were losing games up until the last 10, 10, 10 or 11 games and you know we, we were just we were getting unlucky results but it's just the feeling of just thinking god we can get out of this you know, and, and without that, and you know, without the you know the possibility of relegation, and what's the point? It's just literally, it's a glorified, it's a spectacle for the owners. Um, they know they're going to make millions and millions, possibly billions, from mm -hmm. it um, because they can afford to buy all the big, all the world class players, all the big players. They can afford to pay them hundreds of thousand pounds a week without question. Um, and without competition, it's just a glorified friendly league. Really, it's just like going to watch. I mean, in basketball terms, it's like watching the Harlem Globetrotters every week. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. It really is, and they're bigging it up. You know, it's going oh, it's going to be fantastic. You know, Europe, you know, the, the the giants of European football playing each other every week. It, it, what's the point? You know, you look. We look. We look forward to the Champions League and even Europa League to a certain extent for us this season because you, you know you're playing against teams that you wouldn't usually play against, and you go into the Champions League. And, you know, you're thinking, God, we could play Real Madrid in the quarterfinals, we could play them in the semifinals, or maybe even the final. That's just going to get lost because it's going to be a case of, oh, man, man United, who you got this week? Oh, uh, uh, Juventus. Who you got next week? Oh, Barcelona. And playing, playing, it's, it's going to lose its magic. It, it really is. And the appeal of it, it does not appeal to me at all. And, and from what we've seen today and, the, you know, the outcry of, of the fans from, from the, the greedy six, which I'm going to call them from now on, which they are, 
Um, I feel so sorry for their fans because they've got no no say in it whatsoever. Um, it's completely took out of their hands and just by greedy owners who want to make more money than, than what they've already got at the minute. Like Man City, they've got more money than they can count. You know, what what what, what more do you want? It, mm. it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's madness, mate. It really is. Melina and Brad, welcome along. Um, Thank you for having me. Melina, do you want to send you a shit? Do you want to oh, send you a God. shirt? I don't know where to start. You gotta start <laughs> teaching me the, the cheers of the foxes. Um, I am appalled <laughs> and more like disgraced that you know I feel like this was already set in stone ages ago and it was just a matter of being publicized. Um, as an Arsenal fan for my sins mm -hmm. and as a, a Madrid fan a Real Madrid diehard fan, this hurts because it's no longer about the fans, a sport that was, you know, started off made by the poor and now it's consumed by greed, so much greed in, in sport. And as a Canadian, very close to America, this has now become like the NBA. There's going to be commercials, a lot of betting. It's just now all of us fans on this panel. I know you guys are not part of this for now, but... Um, now us fans are seen as nothing but a barcode, nothing but nothing but a dollar bill. Yeah. And um, it's disgraceful that any of our fans have not spoken up about, about up about this and any of our players. No Arsenal player currently in the squad has spoken up about this. And ex-Arsenal player, the only player to speak up about this from the Arsenal squad is Ian Wright, an Arsenal legend, and uh, Mesut Ozil, which is interesting. But another thing I yeah. wanted to add here was um, Sir Arsene Wenger. He warned us about this in 2008. And everybody said, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you know what? At the end of the day, power from the global elites and uh, greed has won. And uh, I think as of Friday, the UCL goes to PSG. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy it, it how is. much uh, football uh, news has come, it, it, come out. I mean, you you sent me the link this morning about Jose going from Tottenham. We still don't know exactly why he left. It, yeah. It's not come out yet. But, you know, it, it has escalated so quickly today. And, Brad, you know, you, you were saying there that, that, you know, will UEFA, will FIFA, will the FA, La Liga and all this chuck these big teams out? I mean, if they chuck the teams out from the semis that they're in this year, that's just hurting the fans. And at the end of the day, it shouldn't be the fans that are being hurt. No, it shouldn't. Uh, unfortunately, uh, millions that right, and all you guys that have spoke before are right. It's unfortunately the fans are going to suffer one way or another. They're going to suffer over the next week. Uh, kind of to try to be the Sky Sports pundit from here. A bit of breaking news that has come out. I quote a lot of sources are saying that a UEFA. Are that strongly and passionate about the decision, like uh, Melina just said there, that they are wholeheartedly saying we will kick you out yeah. of the competition. They actually have this means in progress that if the e uh, the European Super League gets to go ahead, they will no longer be able to compete in a division that they're no longer recognised in. So, in regards to that, details aside, the you yeah the Champions League would no longer have a semi final where Man City, um, Real Madrid, uh, and 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 um, and the others are involved. Yeah. Chelsea, thank you, yeah. thank you. I couldn't think. 
Uh, that also has a knock-on effect, I would assume, with Europa League, with Arsenal and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And I believe because it is already at a final stage that Leicester City would get awarded the FA Cup because Chelsea are no longer yeah. considered a team that are registered for that cup competition. Uh, Spain, however, some clubs have let, 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 Yeah, just before we go on to other countries, Brad, um, I want to come over to... Um, uh, to Barry first, uh, and I will come back to then on to Julia. Barry, you, you're the one with sort of the the, the sort of, I guess knowledge of sort of maybe the legal side and what have you. Would would the clubs not be straight down the courts? You know, going like restriction of practices and restriction of trade, and you can't do this, and you know, and the solicitors are the ones that are making a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of um, discussions, debates, going to be a lot of arguing, a lot of statements being put out. There's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of pushing and shoving going on, a lot of legal costs going on. So I don't think it's going to be as easy as just happening tomorrow, next week or in a few months' time. There's a lot of things going to have to happen before this thing takes shape. Um, This obviously has been discussed behind closed doors for quite some time. Yeah. The timing of the announcement has been very, very carefully picked. And um, obviously, it's got a long way down the line, but nobody else knew of it coming. I mean, it's been talked about for some years, hasn't it? This has, but it, nobody knew it was going to be coming like this. So, a lot yeah. of things are going to happen. I think a lot of protests by the fans. I think a lot of fans will be uh, joining forces. I think the, the government will be involved. I think lots of bodies will be involved. And I don't think it's going to be a walkover by these people. If it happens, it happens after a long, long battle. If it doesn't happen, it's because, you know, people like us have won the day, but we'll have to see. I- I'm just hoping that uh, it doesn't happen, because I don't want to see all these football clubs in this country ripped apart, and I don't want to see English football just being decimated by this Americanized yeah. model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the the worry for me is when you when you look at this and, and you know you, today we know we, we've seen like you know the leaders of the two main parties Boris and Keir both saying that you know they're going to do the best to, to stop it and what have you and maybe it will even unite political parties <laughs> who knows but when you look at the owners of these American companies you know they're not they're not stupid I mean you know taking Molina's um owner there, Stan Cronky, just looking at he owns Walmart apparently. Cronky Sports yeah, his entertainment. Walmart. Angeles Rams. <laughs> Avalanche. You know, the, the Chelsea, well we all know, you know, what Abramovich sort of owns. Um and you you just you just go down, Tottenham here, you know, their, their owners into currency trading. Um it it they're gonna know where they stand, aren't they? And this is what makes me think, as much as we do all this shouting and what have you, it's almost going to be like hitting a head against the brick wall, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And I think it just it goes back to what I touched on earlier. The, the motivation and the you know the target, if you like, for these owners is money. And, and they will know that that's coming in. I think Melina touched on it when she said, you know, it, everything will be more commercialised. You know, it takes a good couple of hours to watch a Super Bowl final. It'll be yeah. the same with this. They'll be stopping and starting adverts, all the, you know, razzmatazz. Uh, and, and that, yeah, for me, again, would, would, would kill the game. So, you know, but 
as we've said though, it's the money's the thing for them, and, and they will come out with lots and lots of money, and you know they'll be making fortunes from these other revenues that they'll introduce, uh, and that that for them is the goal. So in their minds, they've done this carefully, knowing that they're going to be successful in that kind of way. But we want to see owners be successful as we have at Leicester City, you know, promoting the fans, helping the fans, and getting that real good family, yeah. you know, feel back back to grounds around the country. So that's going to be the biggest disappointment. I mean, having said that, I've just got visions now of like the FA Cup final at half time. You've got cheerleaders. I wouldn't mind that at all, but you know, I can imagine. <laughs> I can, can imagine with Leicester, we, you know, we, you know they, they have Janet Jackson. We'd have Show Waddy Waddy coming on. <laughs> I can't say too much about Show Waddy Waddy because he's, he's coming on in a couple of weeks, Dave Bartram. So he's a good mate. So he knows I'm jested. Melina sat there thinking, like, now who the hell Show Waddy Waddy? Yeah. <laughs> Google them after. They were, a big, they were a big Leicester band. Josh. Sat very patiently up there in the car. I do feel like I'm on Celebrity Squares here, with <laughs> the six of you in here. <laughs> but, uh, Josh, I mean, the, the joke about all this, right, and let's be honest with you, Spurs, you've got yeah. all these clubs, Man City, Man United, yet yeah, they, they've, you know, they've got in the recent history, they've got trophies or what have you what the hell what are the Spurs doing in there I can even I can even make an argument for putting Arsenal in yeah exactly why are we in there no I'm not even surprised yeah it's it's a big six and also Arsenal mid-table two mid-table sides in the big four that's what it is the way I look at it Josh sorry carry on mate it's all it's all I think I mean Melina will know you know being a Real Madrid fan they're in massive debt um, yeah, so we haven't no... signed a player in four years. An actual incredible e- player. Exactly, exactly, and you know they're in they're in massive, massive debt. Barcelona in debt. Spurs got a billion pound <laughs> stadium to play off. So it, it's no it's no surprise to me that Spurs couldn't wait to jump on this bandwagon because with the it's, it's ridiculous, like three point five billion. I think Julian said at the start that yeah. each team's going to get as, as founders of this league. There's the stadium paid off. And then they've got they've got, they've got to have another two point five odd billion to you know it, it's it's just little things like that, mate. There's been there's been no consideration for the fans at all. They, you know they come out saying, um, you know Glazer's come out and he said, oh, you know it's it's yeah. going to be amazing for for European football. You know we're going to see these great teams every week. If they at the end of the day, fans are what make football. I know it's you know it's cliche, but it's so true. Without fun, <clears throat> excuse me, without fans, football's nothing. If they cared about the fans and they cared of what we thought, even as neutral fans, and they asked them what they thought about it, judging from the response they've got since the announcement announcement was made last night, then this had, it had been swept under the carpet. They'd have said, no, we're not doing it. We'll just carry on as normal. But it just could show the owners don't care because it is all about money, unfortunately, Chris. We know we know football's a business nowadays. I think we've come to that conclusion where, you know, you've got the likes of, you know, foreign owners coming in, such as ourselves, we are extremely lucky with our owners. Man City owners, they put, they put billions into the club. We got used to that. It's the lesser of the two evils now as you look at it, though. I, I'd give anything... I'd give anything for that, for that to still be the case, but it's not going to be now because no, we, we, we've just got... It's a bitter pill to swallow, but this... This is happening now, yeah. regardless of what we think about it. Yeah. it. It's a disgrace. It really is a disgrace, and it's sad. Steve, 
Yeah, Stephen says, and I'm not going to bring the comments up because it, it's taking too long because my system's running slow here. Stephen Collins says, we are blessed to have the owners we have. And I think, yes, I was trying to explain to somebody that wasn't a football fan. I think football fans from around sort of the UK would, would love to have the owners we, we have. Uh, Bronze Plumber says, make the FA responsible for authorising work visas. The greedy six would lose all foreign players or else move abroad. Bosnum no longer applies since Brexit. Uh, Andy Medhurst, I hope they don't put the price of beer up. Yeah, you got you got your priorities right there, Andy. That's the thing. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm going to agree. And I'll tell you what, knowing, knowing what, um, what uh, Julian th drinks, I've seen the pictures, he hopes the old <laughs> Chardonnay doesn't go up in price either. <laughs> um, and... We've got Facebook user fan needs to boycott their games. TV rights won't be so valuable then. I just I put a thing up. Oops, uh, you can see what's all going wrong. Brad, um, I'm just I'm just going to work around now in 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 uh, in circles, like I say, celebrity square style. Uh, this this was what um, the, is up at the Manchester United ground, and I alluded to this earlier on in the show uh and it's to matt busby you can't see because of the, the banner football is yeah. nothing without fans um would you if this was leicester um and i know melina's gonna boycott the ground she's not <laughs> gonna go to the the emeralds to watch it yeah. <laughs> but, but but brad would you say right i'm not gonna go down the king power because of this i'm not gonna watch leicester because if the diehard fans say that and boycott the club, you're still going to get those that haven't been able to get a season ticket for years. Oh, this is my chance to go and watch them. No, no to, to me, at the end of the day, I was raised upon football being a competition, not not a secure, closed-off league. If Leicester City were one of these clubs, I'm telling you this now, I've been, I've been alive for 30 years on this planet, and according to my mum, I was probably supporting Leicester in the womb. I would go and find a local team and go and follow them because they can have my money. They deserve my money. They're not wanting to break away from football. They want to keep it competitive. They want football to be what football is. I mean, I've not seen a unity in football like this ever. Yeah. I don't think in the history of football, there's not been a unity like this. I mean, like I, I, like I said in the comments, UEFA are hoping to strip clubs out of, UEFA, out of the competition this season. Um, flags from the cop are being stripped from the ground from the clubs, from the businesses that, funny enough, businesses that organise and support the clubs are saying we don't support what you're doing, we're taking our stuff back players are coming out and saying it managers are slowly coming out of the woodwork if this does get the approval then I just think we let them, I, I'd say if you're willing to spend 3.6 billion like the figure that's thrown out to get these clubs in, why not just build your own 20 teams why not just build your own teams, mm. call it the Retirement FC, and have these multi-million footballers go play there so you can have your poxy 20 game, no relegation, no fear, no 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 fault things. I want football to be competitive, mm. funny enough. It's what I enjoy about it. You know, yeah. it gives me to despair yeah. and joy in the same yeah. breath. I'll, 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 I'll interject there before you ask the blood vessel, Brad. Give you a chance to yeah, get your breath <laughs> I, have, I have to wait for Brad to take a breath to jump in between comments. <laughs> Jolina, I think you actually maybe sent me this this morning. I did send you this morning. Launching a new pizza. 
yeah, tappings, greed portrayals, some amazing football teams in Arsenal and Spurs. I mean, <laughs> from you know, I look at I look at this and I, uh, I I look at Scotland right, and you, at the moment it is mm. kind of. Not quite as bad as Scotland because you know Leicester came along and, and we broke the, the party up, but it is at Man City, Man United, or it is always one. I nearly said Spurs then, but not Spurs. But it is always one of the big clubs that seems to be winning it. Where I'd be quite happy say, well, you lot bugger off and let the teams like Leicester, West Ham, um, yeah. Everton, and, and, and those have their own league, and we'll play without you. And yeah, you know. It, it just because you know your your team's not in there doesn't you know to my mind doesn't devalue it at all. I have a question for you guys as Leicester City fans. Um, if you guys have to watch, you know, Leicester with competing without the big six, how would you feel? I I assume it's not going to be the same. Definitely, what Leicester not playing Arsenal, Leicester not playing Man City, it, it just takes the whole passion and the whole history of football away. The rivalries aside. It's not going to be the same. The disappointment well, like with us not playing Arsenal is with it, that set that six points we've lost straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and Spurs, to be fair. So that's twelve points. Yeah, now. but we haven't got a first fan in, so I could, it wouldn't have been fun. Uh, Julian, would you would you miss it? I mean, I was basically saying the same there as Melina, uh, and she asks a very valid point. Would it devalue if the Premier League was the Premier League without those six and the Champions League was the Champions League without these 15 in it? Would, would, would that devalue it at all? Uh, I think inevitably, very quickly it would do, but I think it's something that would grow again because we look at clubs now and, you know, we consider Leicester is a really, really big club. You know, your West Ham's always have been, but in this sort of Premier League era and the money they have been getting, these clubs have really built themselves up. You know, Leeds United back in the in the yeah. Premier League, Wolverhampton Wonders, they've been massive clubs at some point in the history uh, and they've, they've rebuilt themselves. So I would imagine early doors then, you know, yeah, it would be something that it might just take the shine off it. But then there's still fierce rivalries outside, you know, the so-called um, top six. But one of the things I was sort of thinking that would be quite interesting and not wanting to have a dig at Molina is that Arsenal and Spurs has formed lately hasn't been fantastic. Oh, no, we're <laughs> shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you called me, me on here because I'm a realistic <laughs> owner, not, not yeah. a deluded one. <laughs> Uh, can, can you imagine these? I need to Tottenham this so I can cut these words out. You know, can you imagine Tottenham in a bad vein of form, few injuries, playing these elite clubs week in, week out, and getting beat week in, week out? I mean, and that's a that's a definite possibility. That I don't think anyone they're so, they're so sort of concentrated on the cash, they've not thought about things like that because it could be for a club a horrific experience that they then lose the players on the on the back of the form. Are they then kicked out? You know, they're going to get parachute payments. You know, it's it's you know, it's, it's a, a massive, massive thing, I think, to get, get into it without realising what it's actually going to be. I don't know if you guys touched on this, but players who actually compete in this mm. European Super League, um, they can't play in the Euro, Euro Cup. They can't play in the World Cup. And most of mm. you guys being from England, uh, we lose Mason Mount, Greenwood, Saka, Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling, so much talent in that England squad. And I guess the Euros are now in Germany's hand at this point. Portugal lose Juan Mata. Um, it's, um, it's ridiculous. 
Germany loses, Ozit Muzzle. Oh no, you're right. you're right. That won't make any difference, will it? <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we actually touched on that. <laughs> I know she's the one female, and I'm picking on her. I'm not being nice, am I? <laughs> but Josh, they, you know, you, we had, we, we, we touched on England before in the internationals and, and all this. It, and I'm going to come to Barry after you in a second. But Josh, to be honest with you, if if I never saw England play again. It wouldn't bother me because I'm Leicester's number one for me. When was the you know 1966 was the last time we won anything? I don't see us winning anything in the near future. I'm not bothered if you know England, you know, don't play again. Uh, I'm with you. I've always been club before country for me, mate. It, it, it's a real unless it's you know mm. it's the World Cup or the Europe or the Euros. It's a real chore to try and watch England nowadays, you know, in the international breaks, I think everybody dreads it coming up and it's, it's such a long two weeks before, you know, your last Premier League game and then, you know, before you return, it's, it's hard, it is hard work. It really is, you know, they try and build it up as much as they can, you know, with this, um, with, you know, with a new tournament, you know, the, the European Championship, um, whatever they bloody want to call it, the England got to the semi-finals of a uh, couple of years back and it, it's, it's hard. It really is hard and I think, you know, if, if the FA and and you know your way for all to stick to the guns and say no, if you know you play in this Euro, in this European Super League, doesn't you can't play for your international team. That's it, and it, it will make watching international football even harder. So you think you know the the, the viewing numbers mm. and and things like that, and I suppose the excitement for the bigger tournaments will just completely it will completely dwindle. And eventually, it's it goes. Yeah. This European Super League's opened up such a can of worms, mate. And even with the international football, it's a, it's a good mm. point you raise because I didn't really, I didn't really think about that side of things. But it's going to affect everything. It really is. I want to play devil's advocate here for a minute with with Barry. Uh, Andy's just said there. I watched them uh, in League One uh, when Leicester were in the third tier. Um, Barry, when you are. When when the, if this happens, if this goes ahead, surely in a way it will actually benefit a lot of the smaller clubs further down the um, further down the pyramid. Because you know, let's say okay, we we kick those six teams out, so Sheffield United and the bottom three will 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 stay up maybe, and then three come up from there, and it has a knock on effect, but. You've got those clubs out of the pyramid, and therefore, I think the smaller cl- cl- uh, clubs, you know, the non leagues, the national league clubs, it will benefit them because we can't go and then as, as clubs like, and we're in the next tier, if you like, after the big six, and we've got to go and get our players. I mean, we probably do anyway, but from those sort of clubs, and it all, I don't know, I can, I can see it benefiting some clubs. Yeah, it depends, really, because I think the important thing is. That if we lost those six clubs, obviously there'd be room for six more to move up from the for the yes. below. Um, but my concern would be where would we get the same sort of financial support in the, the Premier League um, and all the other leagues that, that we have today that we enjoy today? Because I think there's only so much money to go around here. I mean, it might be global, and there's lots of money out there globally, but. Yeah, it will benefit to some degree, but I think it will also be, you know, where's all the money going to come from and who's going to, you know, put this money up? Because at the end of the day, 
I don't care anybody says you're going to put so much money into football, and after that, you, you know, you're not careful, you'll be giving all your money away, and there'll be no money anywhere for anybody. So, yeah, I think it could do, but I'm also concerned about will somebody shift from the Premier League into this Super League if it actually uh, gets, you know, gets to go ahead and takes off. Um, I can remember going to Premier League meetings when we first Leicester was first in the Premier League, and I can remember two or three clubs being very greedy then when the Premier League had um, agreed a model of how the commercial monies were going to be brought in, how it was going to be split and how it was going to be, um, you know, played amongst all the teams in that particular league. And I can remember two or three greedy people then thinking they could do their own thing and they were, they were knocked down very quickly. But those people are still in this, in this six now Three of them are still there, and I think that's probably been rumbling on for quite some time. One or two clubs think they're bigger than everybody else, bigger than the Premier League, and so therefore they believe that they can you know, demand uh, a lot more money than other football teams, other football clubs in the Premier League. And that's unfair when you have a, a league that is designed to make sure the money split you know, reasonably well across the, across the teams. And then, of course, there's a lot of payments depending on where you, you sit at the end of the season. So, yeah, um, could, could benefit, but then, you know, I'm just worried about think, finance. You know. I am worried. Yeah. It, it, I think it's going to hit hard for a few years until it all sort of sorts out. Brad, I'm going to come to you in a second, but this, this, I, I have worked this out because, you know, you, you think I just throw this program together. You know, you sit there and you think, oh, yeah, you just picks it up him. But I actually do think about this program and I actually realise there is one guy out there that can help us in this situation. You know, he's not a superhero. You know, he's not, you know, a government minister, but he is the, a guy that has got expert expertise in in this field and and i think he could he could just sort it out and we've we've got to go and um <laughs> get a off, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's oh, got to yeah. do the man job surely oh, you know <laughs> who else you know no, I mean, he's, he's not working at the moment he's not going to party let's get him on board <laughs> Well, anyway, well, there's a part of the part of the club you get a free fight with him. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, indeed. But Brad, going on what 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 um what Barry was saying there. I mean, I know at the moment every football game's on, and you know if you love watching football generally, um, as I do, you know that you've got so many games to choose from. But in a normal season, most of the games are. And I'm not having to dig at you again here, Melina, but it is the That's big okay. six. It is Man United. Man, it isn't the weekend when Man United are on the telly or Man City are on the telly or what have you. And they've, they only put sort of Sheffield United Fulham on, you know, because they're contractually obliged to. But those of us that sort of, you know, I mean, I, I've got, I've got like, I've got Now TV for the Sky. I've got Amazon for um, when Amazon, you know, I've got BT for the cup games and the, you know, when we're in the Europa League. I'm not going to pay for another one to watch yeah. another set of football games. And Brad, I would, I'd go and sort of, oh, so I can't watch Man United play Tottenham this week. But you know what? I can watch Everton play Crystal Palace. And I would probably sooner watch Everton play Crystal Palace than Man United play Tottenham. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm in the same boat as that. And and look, whether people like it or not, and you know whether it's in the law or not, uh, people find a way to do it that's free these days anyway, as it is, because it's just such unaffordable prices for most working class people. As it is, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, sh- I'm definitely not one of them. I'm definitely not one of them people that streams games. Of course you're not. But the, the point is, <laughs> you tell you that up. I know, right? The, the worst liar ever. You wouldn't want me in court, would you? Um, but um, in regards to that, you say you pay like £40 alone for Sky, just for Sky Sports, and then on top of that, another £40. You're talking wow. close to £120, £150 for another channel to do exactly the same. You know, it's ridiculous already what people are paying. And it, it, I find it quite funny that one more thing that at least four, three or four of these clubs have in common other than wanting this own Super League, is all their managers were moaning they were playing too much. But all of a sudden, because there's more money talk, they're happy to play midweek and the weekend football and the champions. And how they're going to fit it all in? I mean, apparently it's such a struggle now to do it. I mean, Jurgen Klopp, just as I just got a notification on my phone, has actually come out and said, we was I was not involved in the process, despite Liverpool pledging themselves to this competition. Jurgen Klopp mm. has actually come out on Sky Sports now in, in the last few minutes yeah. and stated I wasn't involved. So it just shows you how ridiculously greedy this situation was. And I think it's brilliant that the other 14 clubs have gone, all right, then we'll have a meeting without you because right now you don't exist. So, yeah, I, I just think mm. this will be, like Barry said, it's kind of the reverse of it balancing out the influx of money for them not being in the Premier League. It's a good cash injection for 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 the first season, why people get it that, that aren't avid foot that you know that are part time football fans, it's not a, a, it's a secondary sport. They only watch maybe the Champions League because there are fans out there that only watch these big games. It's exactly why they think it's a good idea to put forward. But once that boring effect wears off, and all of a sudden they realise that grassroots football is suddenly getting more money because fans are uh, are putting the money there, they're going to scrap the idea. And then all of a sudden, I tell you this now, the six. The six owners of them clubs are going to come with their tails between their legs years down the line if this goes ahead. There's more chance of that happening than there is the 14 other clubs and owners begging them to come back to the Premiership. Because yeah. guess what? We found a way to play yeah. fantastic, exciting football without them. We'll do it again. Yeah. Melina, going on from following on from what Brad said there, I've just worked out I'm paying £624 a year to watch oh, Premier wow. League football. Wow. You, you double um, that. All, that you know. Just to burst your bubble yeah, even that, more, that, that. Um, the European Super League apparently... No, is I was going to ask you. It's going to be £14 a, mu- uh, a game to watch European Super League, if you guys want to watch it. £14. <laughs> and, and, and I, yeah, and if, if, if my team was in it, I might consider that, and then I'd get rid of all <laughs> the others because my team wouldn't be on the other platforms. But you're living yeah. in Canada... You sort of, you know, and this has always been a bugbear with Premier League fans, is that, you know, you get, do you get it free? Do you get it free to air um, Premier I League? Have, no, so I have, I pay for Dazen or Dazan. Um, it's a streaming services. And initially yesterday, they actually said they wanted exclusive broadcasting rights to, to, to uh, get hold of this. And then today they turned on it and they said, no, we don't want it. I think because a lot of people have canceled their subscription with Dazen, that um, they've mm. turned the corner and they've said, okay, we're against it now. We're not going to be broadcasting this. So Sky's taking over that. Um, 
Yeah. I use IPTV for Sky and uh, BT Sports over here. And then the rest I watch on Amazon and on Dazan. So um, about mm. 20, 20 quid. Not much, yeah. though. Um, I mean, not, not as much as for you it, guys. We, we, we're paying. We're paying more in this country to watch a product that yeah. is from this country. Julian, I mean, you look at um, who's coming out. I mean, you know, Klopp's now come out, as, as, as Brad said, and he's saying that he didn't know anything about this. Um, he's not going to be happy, I, I wouldn't imagine, but at the end of the day, he's got to think of his job, etc. But you've got not just the fans saying this is ridiculous. You've got Gary Neville slamming his own yeah. team. You've got, <laughs> got Carragher slamming his own team. You've got Wenger was coming out saying, this won't work, this is rubber. You've got Alex Ferguson, you've got two managers there who between them have, have probably got most of the trophies in the in, 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 uh, that has been won. If the, if the ground smell is big enough, do you think it would be enough to stop it happening? I think there'd be so much work already done that obviously we don't know about. And I yeah. think they will have really sort of looked into whether it is feasible, the backlash that they're going to, you know, surely this must have been been thought of. And I think as the days uh, gone gone by today, it's just been more and more obvious that the only people who want it to happen are, are these owners that, you know, that are involved with the clubs, uh, you know, like the Greedy Six mm. in, in England. They, they definitely want it to happen. Uh, and again, you know, like I say, the, I've said it before, the financial rewards for actually doing it will be huge. Uh, and I, I feel like they'll press on with it. They'll yeah. look at the legality of it, uh, all the different angles. Because I don't think they would make an announcement to then, you know, turn around and do a U-turn. And so actually, no, we're, we're, you know, we didn't realise the reaction. We're going to, you know, they, they're going to push ahead, whatever, in my opinion. So I, I think it's, yeah. it's, it's done, more or less. And it's just obviously that we've just got to go through the motions until it starts. Yeah. Josh, apparently Tunchal's, according to Andy Meadows, Tunchal's come out and said that he didn't know anything about it as well. I mean, it's making a lot of managers look pretty, pretty stupid. Um, with Mourinho, do you... I mean, the rumours are that he refused to teach. And, you know, he, he was at Man United. Mourinho was against this happening on. There was somebody put a, one of his old uh, posts up uh, earlier today. So I can I could be I mean if he has done that I'm going to say total respect to the guy if he has said you know done that having said that he's earned enough money in his uh, in his payoffs to to support the ESL on his own hasn't he but you know do, do, these players and managers they've got to think of the career I suppose haven't they but would would it be a big miss you know you you couldn't surely kick Man City Man United. And no disrespect to Arsenal and Southampton, they're not going to bother us, but Chelsea and Liverpool out this season, because how would that affect what points everybody's got? Suddenly we could go from third to sixth or seventh. Just touching on the um, on the Spurs and Mourinho drama that's obviously happened today, I, I, I fully believe that Mourinho refused to set training because he's disgusted by the decision. That, that's my opinion. Um I don't see how Tottenham, who are a club without a trophy for God knows how many years now, would take the decision to sack their manager five or six days before a yeah. cup final, albeit a Carabao Cup, but it's still a cup and it's a trophy and it's a trophy in your cabinet at the end of the day and that will go down in history. For them to come out and say, oh, you know, results haven't been going quite right, so we've decided to sack him now. Anybody that believes that and believes Tottenham 
and believes the statement made by them is... I, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't understand where you're coming from. They, they basically sacked him because he, he, he wants no part of this um, Super League. and he, mm. that's, my, that's my opinion anyway. And fair play to him. And I think it wouldn't surprise me over the next few weeks if you see the likes of Klopp getting sacked or, you know, Tuchel from Chelsea getting sacked or walking away. Because I firmly believe that these, you know, these managers, as much as you say they look stupid, Chris, they, they're betrayed more than anything. Um, uh, I believe, I believe that, I believe I mean, that would you want certain... to manage them? No, I wouldn't say they look stupid if they left. I said they'd be made to look course, stupid yeah. because yeah. this has yeah. gone on without them knowing. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. also, does that not put prestige managers off managing these clubs, knowing the backlash yeah. they're going to get off, off yeah. true fans of the game? I mean, is anyone I, I'll respond to that bit, Brad. And I'll, I'll ask you this then, Brad, because I was on a show earlier and I mentioned this that, you know, these managers could walk away. But as they said, okay, Mourinho's walked away, Klopp's going to walk, let's say, and Tunchell's going to walk. Where are they going to walk to? Because those managers ain't going to go to a, a Sheffield United. They ain't going to go to a Fulham. And all the big clubs, you know, they leave, they leave, Klopp leaves Liverpool. They can't go to uh, Dortmund because they're in the bloody ESL as well. Yeah. No, Dortmund, Dortmund aren't. Dortmund and Bayern are both a few. So they're still, they're still, still so right. Yeah, there. okay. But you get what, I, I you get get what I'm saying, from, though, don't you? you yeah, I, I, I totally take your point. Yeah. But I think if you're taking a stand on, on the honour of football, right? Let's just say, let's just say, for argument's sake, I don't know. David Moyes goes right. I've got West Ham into the Champions League, and for whatever reason, I've lost my marbles. I'm going to retire, or or something like that. Someone or someone of that caliber, or as they've done in Spain, Athletic, one of the teams in Spain have recorrected on their club's page the group, uh, the, their, their league. They've taken Real Madrid and Atletico out of that. Managers like Klopp and Pep Guardiola will go to a club like that when the time is right because they'll see them as the new project. There's going to have to be new mm. big boys in, in, in these divisions to replace these teams yeah. if this inevitably mm. happens. So that's where them yeah. jobs will become available. Your Sociedad, your Reals, your Everton's, your Southampton's, they might not have the money, mm. but managers know that's the impact they're willing to sacrifice. And if they're so behind this decision, then they're willing to take it because eventually they'll recoup what they lost in the long run. And I think that's where the respect comes from Marino. If what Josh and what he's come out and said is true, Marino's earned a lot of respect back for me on that, on that if that's why. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he has my... If he has done that, and I don't dislike Mourinho. He, you know, I loved him when he first mm. came. I think he sort of... He, 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 he brought something to the Premier League that wasn't there before. I'm going to go this one to, to Julian and Barry, only because the three of us are the more mature members of the panel, shall we say. And, you know, <laughs> Melina's still wearing nappies well, in comparison. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if I take you back to 1982, and the, the, the South Africa was um, basically cut off from the rest of the world because of apartheid, and no sporting links with the rest of the world at all. You know, Brendan's just texted me. And um, the, they set up this Super League where players from England, West Indies and Sri Lanka all went there to play in this league. And the ICC said, who was obviously the governing body, the equivalent of FIFA, said, hang on a second, guys, this is illegal. You, you can't be doing this, you know, because of that. And they said, no, we're being paid loads and loads of money. And they said, if you do that, you ain't ever going to play 
for example, for England again. And lo and behold, they never played for England again. Uh, England won the first series. It, it, it was meaningless. You know, they couldn't get TV rights. And I mean, it was a bit different in those days. But Julian, Barry, either of you, do you remember that? Was it Kerry Packer involved in something similar as well? Was, was it Kerry Packer in Australia? Kerry Packer like? did a similar sort of thing, yeah. He, he did Australia, didn't he? He didn't get off the ground, though, did he? If I remember rightly. Did he not get off the ground, or did it? I can't remember. I'm not sure. It didn't cause quite the controversy that because um, no. that was no. out of season. But this was sort of because it was South Africa and it banned. But the ICC stood by their guns and said, you ain't ever playing for England again or you ain't ever playing for West Indies again. And they didn't. No. Well, I think times have changed. I mean, that was a long time ago, Chris, and I can appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. And life has moved on as everything else in life has moved on. And football has moved on from the day I was in football. So, you know, and it's ever-evolving. And I think we've got to remember one thing. Fan power is stronger than anybody would realise. Um, and, you know, if you've got managers now discussing their situations where the club have not even been consulted about going into this Super League, I think fan power may play a very important part in, um, you know, working against this particular new league. And I think, you know, numbers count in my view. The more people stand up and be counted, the more people have to listen. Um, so fan power today is a lot stronger than it was in those days and years ago. And I think fan power mm. might, hopefully, will win the day for us. But, yes, I can remember that, that very, very situation there. But I, I think times have changed now. And people will threaten to do things, and I'm not quite sure whether those things will ever come off at all, or if they do, there'll be probably like a repercussions as well. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think uh, Julian. Power, actually, I think I might have done Julian a disservice there in the fact that he's probably is too young to him. He's a young lad. He's a young lad. Is Julian? So we've got to remember that. He's still got. He is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Julian, I mean. It is down to the fans, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, if the fans, and I, I alluded to this kind of earlier in the show, but if the fans don't go to the ground, if the fans don't pay to watch the team, and it's a big ask, it really is a big ask. And I'm very surprised, pleasantly surprised, that you know, like the likes of Molina and fans of the big club haven't, you know, have got, you know, and said like, well, no, we don't want this, you know, they've not, sticking by the guns and man united fans let's be honest with you the the the, the glazes have got a very rocky relationship with the fans anyway you know um what could could the fans stick together do you think or do you think there'll be fractions breaking off and i think i think the fans will stick together but you know i also think there'll be people who want to go and watch these games and there will be people who want to pay the subscription amount you know i'm certainly not one of those people but inevitably you know, there will be, and for, like we said, for some it might be an opportunity to see players and teams that they would never have dreamed of seeing. So, you know, there's this huge backlash today. Uh, it be interesting to see how the next week goes by as more and more is sort of announced. There'll be more and more people com commentating on what, they, uh, what their actual thoughts on it are. Um, but as strong as the fans are, and I do fully agree with what Barry just said. I, I still think the, the, the money comes first in this situation. And, you know, if, if they can find a way, which I think they have, then I'm sure they will do. 
You've got to bear in mind also that these clubs Josh, are billions of pounds into debt, and that's probably why they're doing it. They're billions of pounds into debt. Manchester United uh, is about £500 million in debt, and along with all the rest of them, you're talking about £7 or £8 billion pounds of debt. That's why they're doing it, to get their debt, to get their money, and to make some money out of it, I should imagine, because I think they've not spent their money very wisely, and they've run the club into, into the ground, some of these football clubs are. You know. It's just I just want to say, uh, ferocious. Sorry, Melina. Sorry, ferocious flame. Um, you're you're going on a meltdown in the chat there. If you actually had been with us from the start, you would know that I wasn't putting any of the chats up because it's it's being very very slow. Fine, if you want to unsub and, unsub and dislike, you know, you're not going to be the greatest loss to us, mate. It's the first time I've seen you in there, so you know, if you want, if you want, if you've got that attitude, uh, I suggest you 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 know, it's the long walk and the short. Period. Here, coming together, um, <laughs> Melina, and I'm going to come to Josh. I will come to you after, but Melina, you were going to say then. I was just saying it's a huge cash injection, and the Cronky family, just as an Arsenal fan, they're the sixth richest family in the world. His wife owns Walmart, and as you guys know, he owns uh, LA Rams and I think another stadium as well. And he built new stadiums for the NFL, and I think it's just a lot of debt accumulated, and he's just. Greed. Greed consumes sport. And it's happened in the past. It's happened to NBA. It's happened uh, in NFL, too. And now just a matter of time of Premier League football, English football, mm. being Americanized. And I don't stand for it one bit. I agree entirely. I feel that. I think we are saying it is. Yeah, I think it is going to be um, um, Americanized. Josh, Facebook user here, and then I, I know you've got a question for Barry and Julian. Uh, Facebook user said they should kick all six teams out of the Premier League and place them in the bottom tier. I think they should just kick them out altogether and they don't play in any of the English leagues. Definitely. Well, it, 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 it looks like it is sort of going that way. Um, and and mm. you know I think even even you know you know fans of fans of the, the the greedy six are even saying yeah do it because it 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 will teach our owners a lesson so yeah. if they're saying it then mm. you know even, even you know Melina being an Arsenal fan even even she agrees you know and, and it just goes to show that what what they think to this absolute farce to be honest with you it's it's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Did you have a question? Did you say for Julian and Barry? I did. I did. Just, just quick. Obviously, you know, you two are obviously from the professional side of things. Um, I thought about this earlier. And I, when, when I thought you were going to say you two are from the past. Then <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, especially, especially Barry. You know, um, being being a previous owner and obviously a director and, and things like that. I just I thought earlier about how this could possibly affect teams and clubs that are looking. Um, for um, potential buyers, like let's take Newcastle for example, they you know they're desperate for Mike Ashley to sell. Um, with, with this European Super League now, I mean we've all up until now and you know until until the Super League does start, the Premier League has always been the carrot for league for, for any any professional team in England, even several professionals that can turn professional. It's always to get to the Premier League and compete. Now that the Super now that the Super League is it, it's going to happen. And it's it's obviously fifteen teams that are founders. They'll never they'll never ever leave that they'll never ever leave that league. For teams like Newcastle, who are looking for for new owners to come in and buy them. 
what does this say for potential owners for clubs like that? If they look at Newcastle and think, well, it's going to take me years and years and years to even even get a, a glimpse of being in that European Super League. How does that affect them potentially being bought out by, by new owners who look at it and think, well, I'm not going to touch them because they're nowhere near that sort of level yet and it's not worth my time? Would that be the case or...? You, you tend to get two types of owners. You get one that wants to buy a football club on the cheap because it's just about to go bust, so they'll just take over all the, the debt and then go down that route. Or you get another type of owner who wants to put, uh, you know, put some money into a football club where it sees potential and can develop it, i.e. Leicester City, for example. These new owners um, have really gone to town. I mean, they, they bought the club from Milan Mandrick, and I worked for Milan in Portsmouth um, when he was down there. So they've seen the opportunities and they've seen the potential of a club um, and they've put a lot of money into it. And hopefully long term, that money will you know, pay dividends. Not only is it paying dividends now for the fans and, and for, the, for the club, but for the owners as well, who spend a lot of their own personal money in this business. But depends really on what people are looking for. So I say some people I've known bought football clubs on the cheap just to get uh, a football club under the name and they bought the debt and then the other person's walked away. Other people put a lot of money into something to develop it. I mean, I don't think at the moment, it's, it's, it, with this COVID pandemic and all the issues we've got, it's not worth buying any football club at the moment and particularly ones with a massive debt anyway. Um, the time will be right when um, people can go back into a stadium, there's activity, there's spending, is fans are in there enjoying all the facilities that the, the football clubs offer, um, that's the right time to do it. Um, I'd like to buy a football club, but I'd have to be the, you'd have to be the right one for me. Yeah. I'll bet on the cheap. <laughs> You'll do a damn uh, better Marina, job than saying thank you will ever do, mate. Um, no, I don't have to go. I'm, um, I was saying he would do a damn better job than Stan Kroenke would ever do in his whole life. At owning a football club. Yeah, but you, you football said Sevilla. Did you, sorry, yeah, Sevilla. Sevilla announced, uh, announced they're not joining the Super no, League. Yeah, it just yeah. came out from Fabrizio Romano. But, but you know, it does take some clubs like that to actually stand up and say this isn't going to happen. What makes me laugh is the fact that you've got six from this country, <laughs> more than any yeah. more than any other country, but. Um, you know, this is, this is something that's going to go on and on and on. And I've got to be honest with you guys. I'd love to, to – we'd, we'd still be here at sort of midnight talking about this, and I've got a hot date at uh, 9 o'clock, so I'm going to have to <laughs> – to When I say a hot date, at my age, it's more sort of lukewarm with the Navy. We've got to catch up on line of duty. So I'm going to say um, – I'm going to leave you with the thought, get, get, get through our gin – I mean, are we all? Well, I think we've all agreed. If nothing else, as I say, it's bringing the fans together. I think we've all agreed, haven't we, that it is a bad idea. And with all, all respect to Molina, kick, kick, just kick the clubs out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I hate to say it, but this—I'm not going to watch this atrocity happen. Um, I'm not supporting greed. Yeah, kick all the clubs out. Those six, for example. I mean. When I was at Leicester City, there were some big names that aren't um, in that Premier League at the moment. You've got like, Leeds and, and you've got the Wolves and you've got the Aston Villas. Yeah. All those big clubs then, the Newcastles and, 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 and Blackburns, they were the big clubs at the time I was in, in, in football. And um, 
you know, there'll be opportunity for those clubs to get bigger and grow, hopefully. That might be an opportunity then to buy it. They honestly deserve it. We don't yeah, deserve it. Our yeah, owner doesn't care about the fans or your, the game. Your question, Josh, that, that might be an opportunity to buy a club then. If those six clubs go out of the Premier League and six new ones come in, there might be opportunities for those clubs to be bought by people who can see an opportunity to develop yeah. them inside the Premier League. I mean, Bolton Wanderers at one time was, was a big club when I was at Leicester City. Um, places like that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, they, they all disappeared. Even Cardiff was. Um, so, you know, there's the opportunity to buy clubs, but the timing's got to be right and it's got to be uh, in the right setting. Yeah. When, when, Barry, when Barry was young, with the big clubs were like Bolton and Blackpool and uh, <laughs> clubs like that. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, try again, Chris. <laughs> the funny thing is, and, I, and I, I, I will end on this now, but the funny thing is, like, when I moved down to, to Paul, I actually started going to watch Paul Town, basically because... I thought there's no way Paul Town will ever play Leicester because I can't support Bournemouth because that would be like having an affair. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Leicester in my club, Bournemouth in the league club. Uh, and as it happened, that you know, there's a lot of people down here. I mean, my, one of my best mates is an Arsenal fan, but he's also a Bournemouth fan because he, he lives down there. So I started going to Paul Town. It was, a, it was the last season of Charlie Austin before he went on to Swindon. And um, I tell you what, you made so welcome. You stood behind the goal with the guy that owns the club talking to him. It is, you know, these big clubs, they've got, they've just lost everything. They've got no idea about us as fans, have they, Julian? I mean, you know, they're just not, they don't, you know, they just don't give a shit about us. And you go to these little clubs and it is, it's just like a, you know, it's just like, oh, that's that's the owner and the players come out and chat afterwards. It's just a different world. It is. I mean, I know in the, in the last sort of 10 years and not for a couple of years now, I've managed like non-league teams that would be around step 10. The league up here is called the Northern Counties East League and, and that's what I love about it. And I'm more, well, I definitely would go and watch that over a professional, you know, live game because... There's a nice bit of honesty with the game, a lot more than you see on the TV. And obviously the uh, deciding factor is that I can have my pints and watch the, watch the game at the same time next to the pitch. So uh, it's yeah. far, much more of an honest yeah. game. Uh, you can see some really good talent coming through. And I, I follow quite a few local teams uh, before I'd ever sort of uh, make, make the trip over to Sheffield to, to watch my old team. So, yeah, fully agree with that. You get some real good honest football. Good guys, thank you all so much. I'm sorry that you know I've never had six in before, so it was um, <laughs> it meant that we were having to move it around and cut people off a lot. <laughs> Melina, all the way from Canada, in the middle of your um, not that I ever cut Brad off, I mean, Brad only ever gives short answers, doesn't he? You know, <laughs> Melina, you're in the middle of doing your, uh, your, your your dissertation and what have you, so thanks very much for coming on. Good luck with that. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks very much for coming on. Take care now. And thanks for thanks for what you do. Barry, thank you very much as well for coming on, mate. Um like I say, you're the one with with the, with the expert knowledge, and don't forget, just just give a shout out, give me a rest because I I say it every time. But uh, tell us all about your book and the discount. Well, it's because I was um, I started in Leicester City in 1991 in April, and also it's my birthday in April. I decided to do a 30 percent off to celebrate the two occasions. So anybody who wants to buy the book, um, I'll put a message in it, I'll sign it, and I'll even put a PowerPoint out poster if you want. 
And um, <laughs> you you got them all, did you? <laughs> oh, I could just call it, don't worry. Um, I wanted to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do that. Let me just say one more thing before I go. Leicester has a heart and is a community, and that's something that I think is very important. Leicester has mm. a heart and is a community as a football club. And I can always remember two other people that were very good looking after their fans. One was Jack Haywood at Wolves, and one was also uh, Jack... Um, Walker at Blackburn. Those people were there for the fans. They walked around and talked to the mm. fans. They might have been corporate people. They might have been big millionaire owners. But they're the sort of people that fans like, like the ones at Leicester here. You get your people at Newcastle where they, you know, piss fans off because they don't talk to them and don't communicate with them. This is the difference. That's why fans matter. And that's why it's important that those people who pay that money week in and week out for years on end, some mm. of them from age of five up to 95 or whatever, they're important people. And um, a yes. club that looks after their people is a club worth supporting. End of story. Well said. I must yeah, totally agree. And I used to I used to work at Blackburn Rovers, which was uh, a, a bit annoying because I lived in Burnley at the time. So I looked like take it took my life into my hands every time because they absolutely hate each other. It's, it's up there with the uh, the, the Celtic Rangers rivalry. And Uncle Jack, as uh, he used to be known up there, the owner, he was. Um, he used to pop in, you know, a bit, and it was great. It was great times, and then the chicken people took it over. But you can yeah, I can say all the W's, minding my own football business dot com, thirty percent off to celebrate Barry's thirtieth birthday in April. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <amazing>. right. <laughs> Barry, thanks very much, mate. Take care. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Barry. Nice to see you. Cheers, Barry. Bye-bye. Cheers. Julian, thanks very much as well, mate. Always good to have a, yes. a, the professional footballer side. Um, I can say you guys know what you're talking about. We don't. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> let's let's hope. I mean, you know, people are coming out. Managers are coming. Managers have got to be careful what they say because obviously they're still employed yeah. by these clubs and they're, they're under mm. contract. So they've got to be very careful how they say things. You know, I, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of remarks from managers, a bit like the Queen. You know, <laughs> in reply to Harry and Meghan. You know, mm. um, memories maybe uh, maybe changed like or whatever she said. You know. Um, but I think if players and what have you start to sort of say these things, then who knows? Who knows? So, uh, Julian, great mate. Thanks very much for coming on. No it's been a pleasure as always. And we'll see you later in the week. Cheers. Take care. Bye bye. Cheers. Josh, I, 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 let's meet my, my normal football show chum. You've really sort of, you know, been left out in the cold a little bit there. No, you? You, you, I loved it, mate. I, it, genuinely, it was just, it's, it was nice to obviously hear from, um, you know, fellow uh, fans such as Melina and obviously Brad, and then yeah. to see it from the other, other perspective of, you know, professional footballer Julian, and then you know the likes of Barry, who obviously he were massive for Leicester at the time, and to see it from their side of things because they, they they're obviously going to look at this in a totally different viewpoint than we are. So yes. fascinating, yeah. and stuff, brilliant, brilliant as I always mate loved it appreciate that mate um yeah it it's it's strange times you know i mean i 
I don't think, you know, people are saying they should be kicked out straight away. You know, whether that, I mean, I say if that was to happen, you know, we've still got games to play against Chelsea. And then, you know, if you knock, say, Chelsea out, West Brom lose three points because they yeah. stuffed five past, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Chelsea themselves. So they can't do that, can they? I don't know how they would do that. They've got to play it till the end. And in fairness, you know, you can't, it hurts the fans, doesn't it? And, you know, that's that's what would be unfair about that, you know. Of course it does, mate. And it, and it, and it, it hurts both sets of fans, you know. And like, like I say, and I alluded to the fact earlier that I feel so sorry for, you know, United fans, Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans, because... They, you know, they, the, there's been murmurs about this sort of thing happening for a while, but then it's just literally completely come out of the blue that, yeah, this is definitely happening and the fans ain't got to say in it. And they've got to, unfortunately, they've got to swallow this now and they, they can either choose to carry on supporting the team in this um, in the Super League or say, no, I, don't, I, I want no part in it. And I can't blame them if they did that. Not at all, mate. And it, it's, it's sad. Uh, it's just it, it's the way of the world. It's football and it's just all about money, unfortunately. It, it is. Um, I mean, Bronze Plumbers just said there, play it to the end and then dock them. Well, he said 40 points, but dock them so many points each, you know, and then kick them out. And somebody said earlier, yeah, if they come back in three or four years, do what Rangers did, start at the bottom and work your way up again if, if they want to come back. The problem is, as fans, it's, we can't just change our team, can we? You know, nah. you said, you know, Brad said, you know, he followed Leicester in his mum's womb. You can't just say, like, oh, t- now I'm going to be a Bournemouth fan. I couldn't say that. I couldn't drop Leicester. You know, I, sp- I spent a fortune on all stuff behind me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that, And that's the joy of being single. I wouldn't do that. No, that, that's how you tell I'm a single man. If I was married, I wouldn't have all that behind me. But you can't just say, oh, I can't support them now because they're in that league. But I want to just but last question before I let you go, Josh. Yeah. The big thing that I've noticed is that Celtic and Rangers fans have always said, oh, if we come down, we'd be one of the big six and we'd be like, uh, they're not being included in this, are they? They're not. And it just, just quickly on that point as well, Celtic and Rangers, I think it, people have asked a question today about, you know, if, if the FA and UEFA would say, right, you know, United, Chelsea, they're, they're not. Um, you're not being part of the Premier League anymore, then maybe Rangers and Celtic could be invited to play in the Premier League. Um, but then again, that has a knock-on effect for Scottish football because Scottish football, as it is, Rangers and Celtic are the dominant force and they are the main drawing point to that. So the Scottish League is going to suffer then because without its two main drawing points, what's the interest going to be like for that? You know mm. what I mean? And yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. I mean, so, so, just quickly, Celtic and Rangers are massive clubs. I, I'm not naive enough to to believe otherwise. Um, mm. it, it, there's just so many. There's so many. There's so many downsides and so many things to look into during. It's, it's a farce, mate. It's an absolute farce. I don't. I don't support. I don't support it at all. I agree totally. With what Gary Neville said on Sky Sports yesterday is ran. Um, it, it's just. It, it, uh, for me, it, it's going to be you say the death of football, and I think it's going to take a while for football to be sort of resurrected to to what the Premier League and what we believe it is to be now. Definitely. A yes or no? Uh, did football die today? 
I think so. And mm. it, 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 even if, you know, it, they do get backtracked now and they say, oh, you know, the Super League ain't going ahead. Again, you just feel for them, for, for the greedy six fans, because they've got a supporter club, they've got a Liverpool club mm. whose owners wanted this to happen, went behind yeah. their back and you can never trust them again. Never. Yeah. Um, Josh, uh, Brad is saying what's happened to Tyson Fury. Let's not go there. Josh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks very much, mate. Uh, thanks for having you on. Uh, sorry, like I say, it was, it was, it was trying to fit everybody in for six and I am on a, on a tight, um, uh, I am on a promise, but it's only a promise to watch a TV <laughs> program. And I, I missed it yesterday because of the FA Cup, so I'm definitely going to watch it tonight. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'll see you when uh, Thursday night. Thursday, yeah. For, uh, get, get yeah. back to get back to normal football talk. Pleasure Let's... as always, Chris. Thanks for having me, bud. Cheers, uh, Josh. Thanks very much. Take care, bud. Cheers. Cheers bye bye. Take, take care bye-bye. yourself, pal. Cheers. So, yeah, Bronze, how are you doing? You've said it's not a case of fans leaving the club. The greedy six are leaving the fans, only to be forgiven when they return on the knees. I know what you're saying, but let's be totally, totally honest. If this was Leicester, if Leicester were invited in because they said, hey, you know, Leicester were the last team to win the Premier League, we're going to invite Leicester in, would you stop supporting Leicester? And that's why I've got respect. You know, I'd be annoyed and I've got total respect by um, for the fans like Molina of Arsenal and, and the guy that was on TalkSpot from Liverpool and there was one on TalkSpot from Man City who were coming out and blasting their team. But actually to stop supporting them, it is really, really hard. It so is. Um, but hey... We've got a game on Thursday, believe it or not. In the midst of all this, a game of football is going to break out. West Bromwich Albion, not to be taken lightly, not to be taken lightly at all. Um, we've got um, we've got we've got to remember that they they stuck five past Chelsea. So you know, uh, West Brom are no fools this last couple of weeks. So tomorrow night, I will be back at seven. If the um, um, it's going to be doing the Opposition View show. So Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, Matt from West Bromwich Albion, we're going to do the um, uh, Opposition View show. He did the first one when, when, when in the first game, so it would be nice to have him back on. On th- Wednesday, I'm lost with my daisy. You can see my brain ticking over. You can probably see the smoke coming out of my ears. <laughs> on Thursday, uh, Wednesday, I mean, we are going to be having um, the preview show with Craig and possibly Steve Linux. And on the Thursday pre-game, it's the pre-match show with Josh and, and Richard Smith um, again. And then the post-match show with Brad and Julian. So, oof, a busy week. And then we've got to get ready for the a game on Monday. Hey, it's all kicking off, isn't it? No pun intended there. If you want to listen to this again, you can. Please go to the... Um, YouTube and click on uh, Leicester Till I Die TV on that subscribe button. I can't tell you we need to try and get to 500 before the end of the series, uh, before the end of the season, sorry. So click that subscribe button. And if you want to listen to us rather than watch us, so then when you got some handsome buggers, well, we, we had Molina on today, so we had a bit of, uh, a, bit of a, a nice one there for the lads. 
Um, <laughs> Stefan wasn't here. What can I say? Stefan, you left and Melina came on. Um, but you can listen to us on all your top podcast platforms, including Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and a podcast addict. As Brad says there, be sure to turn notification on, guys, so you get notified when we go live. It's all great. It's all great. Hey, you know, I'm still annoyed, and I'm still annoyed. I tell you what I am. I'm more actually annoyed, not the fact that this has all gone on because it's been bubbling under the surface for years, but that it's come out. We've got through to our first final, our first FA Cup final since 1969. I was eight. It was the Jurassic period, I'll tell you. And it's almost got forgotten. Bit annoying, but that's football these days for you guys it will be nice to get back to talking about football tomorrow night with matt the west brom fan don't forget all the w's minding my own football business.com for 30 percent and a signed um book off barry pierpoint 30 percent off up until the end of april so you've got about 10 12 days still to nip it in there um will we be looking at this much longer the Premier League how long are we going to have the Premier League for well I think we should have the Premier League a lot longer kick those six out next season just we don't want them we don't need them it'll hurt for a couple of seasons of course it will but we'll slowly slowly get back and we'll be giving games that mean something you know we'll be playing Knott's Forest again and Coventry again you know but anyway don't start me off again guys thanks very very much for watching I apologize for the technical issues we had today I couldn't get all your comments on I tried to read some of them out as we're going through uh, but thanks very very much for watching we're back tomorrow night at seven o'clock same channel and it will be the Opposition View show ready in turn for the West Brom game. Good night. Stay safe. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. 
and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.